It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. Now a man is seen walking towards the officer's SUV, but the deputy's SUV investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired multiple shots while the two were parked. multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Madam Speaker, my colleagues, my fellow Americans, I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. As far as the allegations of the CIA hacking the Senate computers, nothing can be could be volatile, and I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. And now, here's CD Media's host of Information Operation. Welcome to Information Operation. We pride ourselves at CD Media of having uh, and bringing you uh, viewpoints from all around the world. Uh, one of our most interesting contributors is Gawain Taller. He is the former comms director, I believe, for the Brexit Party under Nigel Farage, and he's coming to us live from an English pub. It can't, doesn't get any better than that. Uh, welcome, Gawain. Good morning and welcome, and thank you for having me on. And so, uh, real quickly, tell us uh, about where you are. Uh, well, I'm at a place called the King's Head in um, King's Arms, actually in Amersham. Uh, I'm here because there's a by-election today um, after the death of one of our parliamentarians. And uh, this pub was built in around about 1400. Um, upstairs in that room you can see behind me was one of Cromwell's offices during the Civil War. But more recently, if you can see me now, I am skulking, <laughs> mainly because this is the place where Hugh Grant and Andy McDowell skulked during four weddings and a funeral. Um, but in this very pub, but it's a it is a it is a limp set of of uh, England, I suppose, uh, with all the history thrown into a few pints of beer. Um, oh, fantastic! So it can do no harm. But yes, this afternoon I'm going to be bimbling around and uh, reporting on um, the violation here. And what's quite interesting about the violation is it may be your viewers may be aware that the Conservative government managed to take a great chunk out of the Socialist. Labour Party during the last general election by appealing to the forgotten, the left behind, the, the old working class who may believe in uh, workers' rights, no harm in that, they may believe in collective decision-making, collective thinking, uh, in order to protect their rights. But they also believe in the country, and they also believe in the United Kingdom, and they also believe in the monarchy and many of our traditions. And it's the more small-c Conservative that's just what happened in the general that was the big story that came out of the general election in 2019 the getting right. brexit done appealing to that sense of nationhood that sense of community that the labor party uh, particularly and the socialist side of things had given up this uh, the concept of the somewheres and the anywheres um the somewheres are people who are rooted in place and they feel comfortable and happy 
in those communities. This seat, however, has, is very interesting. It's in the outskirts, just outside London, in the beautiful part of the country called the Chilterns. Um, and you've got Blenheim Palace up the way, and you've got lots of big houses and all sorts all over. Um, however, it's commuter land, but it's posh commuter land. If I was right. to take this camera down this street, it's a gorgeous little high street. I saw one Bentley convertible, four Jaguar convertibles, and the amount of Teslas you wouldn't believe. This is this is very high-end commuterville. Right. And high-end commuterville are not, though it's been this rock-solid Tory seat for since it was created about 80 years ago. Um, right now, the Lib Dems, the middle ground, the party with no working-class support, but only um, semi-educated support, or that's people with PhDs, um, the, these people are uncomfortable with that sense of place. They are, right. I wouldn't, it's not fair to say they're rootless. They're not rootless. Of course they are. But they are more comfortable but with a, an international class of people that they do business with. They are not the workmen. They are not the people pulling pints. They're the they're ones. Elite. I mean, there's, they're a, elite. A, there's a Michelin starred restaurant around the corner. This is a small town. There's yeah. a, the, the, the pub next door has uh, another Michelin star. I mean, this is really high-end stuff. And though it's been a rock-solid Tory seat, it looks very, it's going to be very tight this time, hmm. very tight, as the, the middle classes desert the Tories. There's this extraordinary switch in UK politics where the working class that used to be socialist are moving to the Tories, whereas the middle-class professionals are moving to the centre and to the left. Um, and it's all a question of demographics. So whilst we talked about the Red Wall and the collapse of the Red Wall that moved to the Tories, this could well be, this by-election today could will well be the start of the fall of the Blue Wall in its traditional constituencies, in its traditional areas, to a much more um, centre ground, a much more um, convinced of its own moral superiority sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what's going on here today. Um, I wouldn't say there's election fever, but there's an awful lot of posters up and they're not the Tory ones. In April alone, consumer prices increased by 4.2%, the highest bump since 2008. We just got May numbers and they were accelerating also as far as inflation. We've got higher fuel prices, higher food, higher construction costs, housing prices. Inflation isn't just coming, it's here now. I think we all realize that. Have you protected your savings and your investments? Uh, this is a question you need to ask. If you have not yet diversified a portion of your portfolio into precious metals, the answer is no. Birch Gold Group is who I trust for precious metals and who you can talk to about converting an IRA or eligible 401k into an IRA backed by gold and silver. That's right. Through a little known tax loophole, you can convert your retirement savings that's tied to the stock market into an IRA backed by precious metals. It's your hedge against inflation. Go to birchgold.com CDM for your free info kit on precious metal IRAs or to speak with a Birch Gold representative today. With 10,000 customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold can help you too. Go to birchgold.com CDM and protect your savings with gold before it's too late. That's B-I-R-C-H gold.com CDM. Well, you know, in the, in the U.S. we have uh, a communist inf Maoist infiltration into our national security agencies. We have uh, them turning against the Americans. We have really a Manchurian candidate in the White House. 
so we've got major, major issues. But uh, in the UK, I think I, people in the US are fascinated with the lockdowns and the lack of free speech. On the lockdown and, front, on the lockdown yeah. front, there's, there's 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 a whole series of issues. Um, there was a vote yesterday in the House of Commons of the 650 uh, available. Only 60 voted against extending lockdowns another four weeks. Mm -hmm. um, this was, these were mostly, not exclusively, but mostly conservatives, but old-fashioned conservatives. Yeah, uh, and those who believe are much more from a much more libertarian perspective. The Labour Party didn't even turn up in the debate hmm. prior to the vote. Um, so the debate was held between government supporting payroll voters and the more rebellious 60. Um, but 60 is nothing when you have this massive payroll vote, an opposition that is more addicted to power, even though it hasn't touched it for years, uh, yeah. but more addicted to the levers of power, the concept of the levers of power, and a government that is terrified, um, sorry about that, um, a government that is terrified of what it's been told by a new technocratic cadre of scientists and pseudoscientists, uh, nudge theorists, um, people who use uh, people who use psyops sci style uh, fear generation. Yes. Um, in, in the most recent opinion polls, upwards of seventy percent of the population still agree with the lockdowns, hmm. and yet. The perspex shields that we see in that pub, all around the bar, all around the, the reception, uh, those things have been shown to be worthless. Yes. In fact, they're worse than worthless. They actually they actually hinder the through flow of air. Right. Therefore, making the air more likely to carry uh, the virus, um, the aerosol virus. Yes. And so, but everybody's had to pay for it. Hospitality has had to pay tens of thousands to make their place COVID compliant. And the more we learn, the less COVID compliant. In fact, if they just left it as it was, they'd be, yeah. more, they'd be more effective against fighting COVID as it was, but they're still not allowed to open. Huh. Um, I witnessed and was part of a rally a couple of weeks ago, about 200. The rally organizers always say a million, the opposition always say five, I would say about 200,000 mm -hmm. um, people marching through central London, demanding an end to lockdown. Uh, there's going to be another one on the 26th um, of this month. Uh, it, and it now looks like the, and it's, it's in interesting, the people most against lockdowns are those who are under 25. Hmm. Um, it's their life that's being hammered. It's their first jobs that are not being made available. It's their entertainment, nightclubs. Sure. Still aren't open. Uh, they were promised they were going to be open and now they've been given another four weeks. Now, that's rent. That's rates that's taxes that's staff that's god alone knows how much other stuff going on um all this has to be paid for so yeah. from what i understand what we're going to be seeing is some of the major names of the dance industry are now going to be putting themselves on trucks and, and entertaining the crowds as the in the next rally this hmm. could be a game changer. It's under a hashtag let us dance well yeah let us dance let us dance in pubs let us kiss each other at weddings let us have fun Sure. Um, when you have the w, the WHO, that delightful and uh, <laughs> transparent and reasonable organization, putting out a, a draft statement yesterday where it says that women of childbearing age should be advised never to drink. 
Women are childbearing age from the age of 12 to the age of 50. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sake. Yeah. No, okay, don't drink two bottles of vodka a day when you're, when you're pregnant. Right. That's stupid. Right. But women of childbearing age really shouldn't drink at all. Oh, go jump in the sea. Um, <laughs> this is just... But the WHO now is, is linked so heavily with this, uh, the Great Reset this bizarre concept of build back better. I don't know if uh, Boris's concept of build, our prime minister's concept of build back better filtered oh, yeah. through to this point. I don't know who invented it first, Joe Biden or Boris Johnson. I think it, don't know where it came from first, but they're all using it. But yeah. during the G7 over the weekend, our PMs there asked about it, build back better, build back greener, build back. And you see, look into the sky. Build back more gender neutral. Build back more feminine. What are you... What does that mean? Right, right. Nobody. I mean, the poor Chancellor Exchequer, because you've got this new TV uh, news channel that's based on probably Sky Australia and Fox a bit. It's comment-led news. Um, They were interviewing Chancellor Exchequer uh, uh, (laughs) yesterday, asking about this, and he tried to suggest it was building back with less abuse of women and yes domestic abuse and the interviewer and to be fair the chancellor knew he was talking out of his elbows um so we have this we have a governance a governing class that is addicted to control that is uncomfortable with people one of the best things you can do is close down the pubs because that's where people gather and discuss ideas that might go against how right Right. And if you force them to sit in groups of six away from each other with great screens between each table, there's the, the mixing of ideas, the mixing of people, just as the passage of air is restricted. I, and the the people of this country are beginning, and they're not, not entirely, I mean, as I say, 70% are still terrified. But when they see yeah. Boris gets married and, and the press release goes out that they were dancing till the early hours, but at their own right. weddings... They're not allowed to even kiss the bride, <laughs> let alone dance until the early hours. Oh, but we were outside. Yeah, and we could be outside. I'm outside now. Can I dance? Can I dance, please? When I go so, to church. So what's happening, what's happening I, with Boris church, Johnson? I'm not allowed I mean, to sing. I'm not allowed to sing. Well, what's happening with Boris? Yeah. I still think that his historic instinct is much more freedom-loving than what we are seeing today. However, a combination of a new and um, rather opinionated wife, mm-hmm. um, his own near-death scare through COVID, uh, m- largely, of course, because he's... Not healthy. Dare I say his BMI is higher than doctors su- suggest. Right, <laughs> but, right, Because um, that, of course, is the danger thing. It's not him being a human. It's him being a, a larger human. Right. Um, but that... Scared, scared the living daylights out of him. And understandably, he was very, very ill. Um, and you come back from that, you come back from that having your, your general world way of looking at the world challenged. And so with a health secretary that was recorded talking to, uh, I'll see if I can send it across to you because it's fascinating. Uh, but was recorded secretly talking to a drugs company, basically saying, we are going to force children to be vaccinated. Mm. Yeah. Like, 
hold on. Um, you, do you know the concept of conscientious objection? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. That phrase was first invented in around about the 1880s, 1890s, not for about going and joining up and fighting wars, but for not having compulsory inoculation. Hmm. I didn't know the that. The very concept of conscientious objection was I object to being forced to have a vaccination. Um, in the Labour Party's first ever election manifesto, it was number six on their list of policies mm. back in 1905. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I mean, this is the, the idea of compulsory vaccination has been around for a long time. But equally, so has the idea that it is not up to the government to decide what we put in our bodies. Encourage it, fine. Um, but to then to say you cannot live an ordinary life without having done so with an yeah. experimental. Now, it, they've done tests, but we have no idea the impact on. on of course, the especially How with children. We? Because they've only been around for nine months, right. these, these inoculations. So there's no way any long term testing can be done. For all the, right. for the best will of the world, I, I don't assume that all drugs companies are out to control our minds. I, I, I'm, and I'm not anti vax. I think that um, I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. I ha I've been vaxxed. Uh, I'm not anti-vax at all, but I am anti-compulsion. Mm -hmm. And people have the right to say no. And it is clear that this government and those people running the program have no idea of human autonomy and free will. That's scary. And, ju and judgment and our ability to judge risk for ourselves. Uh, the greatest threat to freedom, as many more intelligent people than I have pointed out, is people in power trying to do things for our own good yes nothing is more dangerous than being things being done for you on your own, on your behalf against your will um, yeah we we have the same issues here and it's it's extremely scary you know vaccinating children pregnant women uh with something that is really but, not but even in the states tested, yeah. but in the states you also have um if you've been basically uh that was the great thing 70 percent of vaccinated we're free again the other day yeah not in Britain. It's 80% vaccinated. Hmm. But we've got another four weeks. And, oh, by the way, after four weeks, you know, we're getting quite close to autumn when flu disease. And, you know, the this latest Indian variant, sorry, Delta variant, because we can't call it Indian. Um, <laughs> this latest, latest this thing is, well, the symptoms are just like hay fever. <laughs> guess, what's common, guess what's common right now at this time of year? Yeah. Yeah. If I were to show you there, there's flowers all over the place. Hay fever. The fields are full of corn just releasing their pollen. Oh, well, you've got a runny nose. You might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah but half it's the country's got a runny nose. <laughs> because it's hay fever. But now that will frighten people. You've got a runny nose. I'm going to be scared because you might have COVID. The cases are increasing because of the Indian variant. That is true. But one... If you've been vaccinated, you shouldn't have to have the jab at all, because according to all the reports that I've read in, in serious medical journals, you've got uh, a, a situation where uh, the, the antibodies created by having the virus, which about four million people in the UK have already. Yes. Including myself, including myself. I, I, I have to say I had it over Christmas. Yeah. I thank goodness that I was not asymptomatic. I spent a couple of days in bed. I was a bit knocked out. 
if I'd been asymptomatic and I had to lock down for Christmas and New Year, I'd have been really wound up. But at yeah. least I felt ill. Otherwise, right. I'd have been really right. worried. Right. <laughs> but uh, having to lock up for that period. But the but the the point is that having the virus gives you greater antibodies than having a vaccination. It's natural immunity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it really is. It's yeah. the Homer Simpson moment of don't. Right. Um, really, how can we possibly think it is okay to lock down society when the vast? I, mean, I, I don't know what how it was presented in the states, but a, over a year ago, we were told three weeks to flatten the curve to save the NHS. Sure. And what we what we have got ourselves into a situation where the health service is there has always been there to serve the needs of the public. It is transparently clear today that the public are here to serve the needs of a socialized medical system in the so, UK. So what's the solution, Gawain, going forward? How do you, and you know, the UK is the one of the bastions of Western civilization, the Magna Carta, go down the list. How do we that's, get back yeah, to, that's back, back, what, how do we build back ago? better? <laughs> Magna Carta Day was, it was three, four days ago. Yeah. Um, how do we build back better? We stop using phrases like that, you stinker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, what we do is we learn to trust ourselves, learn to take risk, learn to accept risk. Um, we accept risk when we walk across the street. We accept risk every single day. We live a life full of different layers and different varieties of risk. I smoke. I know that that's a stupid thing to do, but I choose to do it. I drink. I know that could be harmful, particularly if I'm pregnant. And who knows? I'm not um, but those are risks that I take knowingly and advisedly because I like to do it right? and I recognize the downside. Right. I like to see elderly relations and they like to see me. We're adults. We're allowed to make these decisions for ourselves. And exactly. sooner or later, these, this, this rally on the 26th, I suspect will be a lot bigger than the one before. Now, public demonstrations are rarely effective. Um, the media hardly carry it for the main reason that we know the arguments. So why would the media carry it? It's not actually news, no matter how many people you put on the streets. But once you get organized bands and, and, and sound systems talking right. to the youth, youth of today, saying it is your life, it is not theirs, then I think things will start to change. The by-election today, uh, there is a part, an anti-lockdown party in the mix. They're unlikely to get more than five or six percent. And I'm, 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 I'm been helping them out myself at times. I'm, uh, mm -hmm. I su support them. Um, but there is a growing mood. It is not a majority mood yet, as I've explained. Uh, the nudge and the fear have been very effective. Um, uh, the, our scientists admitted back in March last year that they would they were being underhand and they were being immoral, but they still thought it was worth doing because yeah. they needed to terrify the public. Um, so where do we go? We just have to continue. There is no political party in Westminster that stands up on this. Yeah, um, they just don't. Hmm. Uh, the opposition will not oppose. They are all in thrall. The thing is, they, talk about risk. The politicians themselves are terrified of risk because if they let us free, and there is 
uh, some new variant. I believe the BBC were reporting that there's a new variant from Moscow. Hurrah! Just in time for the lockdown to end. Yeah. Can't possibly lockdown. Can't possibly. There's a new variant. Oh dear! Oh, 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 oh. You'll die. You'll kill your parents. You'll kill your grandparents. You'll kill your children. Um, this sort of thing, and it does scare people because even in a, society, a free society, authority figures have clout. Um, I, they, I, the one newspaper yesterday uh, was calling for Van Morrison to be cancelled from the Great Glastonbury Festival <laughs> because he's joined up with Eric Clapton saying, uh-uh, we want freedom. But when you've got people like Van Morrison, I mean, Van Morrison, he can't go to a music festival because he disagrees with compulsory vaccination. Mm. Oh, he only wrote Astral Weeks and <laughs> Moonchild and Blue-Eyed, Brown-Eyed Girl. And things. This right. music notwithstanding, he has to be cancelled because of a political viewpoint. Wow. This is crackers. Same with Clapton. Um, same with Oasis. And now Camel Fat and various mm. others are getting into mm. trouble. I, you, you're starting to see uh, figures coming out. There is a little bit more courage. The science isn't, is no longer backs the government. Right. Um, the, the statistics are false that are being given. They are based on false premises. Um, and people are beginning to wake up, but it will take time. I, I, it's not going to happen tomorrow. So what's the latest, uh, this is, you know, you've had huge success in the UK with Brexit. I mean, where does that stand as far as uh, implementing that and getting out from under the thumb of Brussels? Well, we're, we're pretty, apart from Northern Ireland, we're pretty much, and, and a couple of other issues, we're getting there. We've, we signed our first concrete trade deal with Australia um, yesterday, day before mm -hmm. yesterday, finally. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but like, like all good news stories, it's been so pre-announced by the government that uh, the population said, but hold on, didn't you say that a few months ago? Well, yes, yeah. we haven't actually done it then. Now we have. Right. Um, so the, the repetitive announcement of good news. But yes, that has happened. Now it's a very small proportion of our trade. But what it does is it, uh, poor encourage lives all through. It gives, it gives encouragement to other countries to get on with it. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the uh, referendum in Switzerland uh, this week. No. Where the Swiss were given, because they do referendums as a matter of course, they're rather good like that. Um, but there was a, something on the ballot about implementing green policies. Hmm. And the Swiss people went, it costs how much? No. No. No, we want to save the planet, but really? Um, and this is the Build Back Greener. When you yeah. actually give people a chance to think and put the facts in front of them of what the cost of building back greener will be, Mm -mm. They're not happy uh, because they now recognize how that impacts. Um, so I think with Brexit, that first trade deal hopefully will lead to more. Um, we still are in a massive row with Europe over. I, I love it. Europe puts targeted sanctions against a few individuals in Russia and a few individuals in China. But increases its trade with China by a massive amount. In order that if Britain continues to trade with a constituent part of it, it's like not from Washington State not being able to sell sausages to Alaska, right? Or Hawaii, yeah, yeah they're, they're different bits of the landmass, there's gaps between them, uh, but they're still part of the USA, yeah. Whereas in the case of the UK, the EU is basically saying you're not allowed to trade equally and fairly, which is in a breach of the 1801 Act of Union completely. 
uh, a whole series of aspects of that a fundamental constitutional document are being overruled right. by this. The uh, the unionist majority are getting increasingly annoyed um, mm. by being treated as second-class citizens. That's not the point. But the yeah. EU has threatened a trade war against the UK if we continue to sell sausages to Northern Ireland. Wow. A part of our country. A full trade, a trade war. Hold on. Yeah. A trade about us trading with our own, a constituent part of our own country. Whereas you don't launch a trade war against a country that you acknowledge is imposing uh, a, 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 a concentration camps and, 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 right. and systematic erasure of the Uyghur Muslims in, in China. Uh, yeah. Only yesterday, Apple, Apple, uh, Apple News, the uh, tabloid newspaper in Hong Kong was raided and shut down and had them uh, for historic articles that didn't go again in favor of the Communist Party. Yet the EU, a couple of targeted sanctions against a couple of individuals, but we'll have a trade war against Britain. It's just... Not to mention so, launching a virus against the world. But. Well, there is that possibility, yes. <laughs> I, I still, I'm not convinced that it was deliberate. I think it was more of a... I'm, I'm a great one of the cock-up rather conspiracy uh, uh, where we're looking at history. But, yeah, they did certainly, whatever they did, the cover-up, as so often, is far worse than the original mistake. So, yeah, like um, like cover-up is worse than the original error. I, yeah. no, Bre Brexit is still going on. Uh, the latest opinion polls are now a broadening gap in favour of, of, of keeping with it. And the remain argument, the rejoin argument, has fall, is falling by the wayside. Um, it is the status quo now. So, therefore, as with many status quos, it takes a, inertia works right. in the favour of Brexit in a way that it worked against Brexit before we voted. Um, there is no serious suggestion we should rejoin. Um, in the end, it is not in the interest of our friends on the continent to continue playing silly buggers as they are at present. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident it will work through. Of course, there, there, there are these difficulties. There's a difficulty with Northern Ireland. There are difficulties here, there, and everywhere. Some of our exporters are having a nightmare exporting to the EU. Uh, one of the key details, sorry, um, one of the key details is at, we, we allowed uh, unilaterally uh, trade in financial services, uh, so European firms could, work, so could be based in London. It's in our interest. They have not done the same. They have not been reciprocal. Um, so, and I, I understand this week the EU, despite the fact we've got the highest vaccine rollout, despite all these other things, we're not on their free travel list. Wow. Because it's amazing. All to do with the disease. Nah, rubbish. It's to do with Brexit. Um, they are, yeah. there, are, there are other countries that are increasingly annoyed. Whether they're annoyed enough to leave, I don't know. But the behaviour of the EU is starting. I, I, I've had friends um, who in Brussels who work for the Commission privately get in touch and saying, admitting that their behaviour has been disgraceful. You know, I, 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 essentially, Brexit is happening. It's it's yeah. it's ongoing. It it. I personally think we should just give up on trying to negotiate with the European Union because it's behaving like uh, a, a, a very very annoyed and divorced spouse. Um, 
it's yeah. trying to take the house it's trying to take the children it's trying to take the business it's trying to say but i'm justified because i'm the wronged one um yeah so fine but you know what right if that's the behavior of the spouse for now just calm down walk away slowly but surely they will get over it but in the meantime you know what we've got mates all over the world right so get on get on and build those relationships relationships that you've you've ignored for such a long time in this slightly abusive marriage um Great analogy. and rebuild those relationships yeah. and in the end because because we're next door neighbors because we do share so much those relations we rebuild and they won't they may not be relations between governments initially but the relationship between people which is always the oh. most important they will continue. One of the saddest things about lockdown is the I my parents, my father lives in France. He's ill. Mm-hmm. I can't go. Mm. And yeah. millions of people in the UK, millions, five million people the, uh, uh, from EU nationals have signed up to remain in the UK. This is EU citizens. Yeah. That uh, they have to sign up by the end of this month. But five million plus, six hundred thousand have gone back. Five million plus have decided to stay. Well, they're voting with their feet. Yeah, sure. One more question, uh, Gawain. Um, t- tell Americans what how the UK views free speech and how your laws are set up, and what you don't have and what you do have, because I think well, that's we don't have. Const- we, we we do not have a constitutional right. Mm-hmm. Um, it is common law. Um, we believe that we have the right of free speech, but it is not set in stone mm. through a constitutional act like it is in the States. Um, essentially, the American concept of free speech is derived from ours, yeah. but it is written down, whereas yeah. ours was just an assumption. Um, what can you say? Well, it is interesting. There's a, a, the pendulum seems to be beginning to swing um on free speech cancel culture is still alive and well this new tv station gb news has been set up yeah uh, the campaigners against have been trying to force and succeeded in some cases advertisers it's been on for two days or three days and there you've got companies like ikea uh saying that we will not support hate come on where, what hey what, what what are you talking about you daft right people? right um but this will this again these things will pass um the <clears throat> There is a polling suggests that younger people are happy with cancelling than older people, but then older people were brought up in a world where uh, right. you can't make me do that. It's a free country. Uh, so we don't necessarily believe we're in a free country as we used to. Um, yeah. I don't think that's you used to hear it all the time. When I was growing up, you can't make me do that. It's a free country. Right. Today, you don't hear it. Right. Actually, well, we have the same issues here. We, I, I believe it's our generation's responsibility. Well, we've, been, we've inherited your issues. Yeah, we've inherited your issues that that grow out of East East Coast liberal arts universities. Yeah, yeah. and they've come over here. And the the whole madness in the in the the, the European Cup football of, of the British team taking the knee, taking the knee in Britain, in which has a far lower level instance of of, of racism mm-hmm. than you have in the states taking the knee in britain over of some fat crook 
in America, who should not have had his neck nailed on, by the way. Right. <laughs> but what on earth is this country doing, taking its lead from a bunch of Marxist academics in East Coast American universities? We should be responding to the situation we have here. We have racism, but we also have one of the most, talk about a melting pot, we have one yeah. of the most uh, cohesive um, uh, societies in the world, if not right. the most. Right. right. Um, and I'm not dismissing that there are problems, but to see people graffitiing Churchill as a racist, like, right? Give over. Yeah, you're a Nazi. Churchill was a Nazi. Uh, oh, <laughs> a little uh, lack of knowledge of history. Where do, you, where do you start? Where do you start? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gawain, um, that's so fantastic. I, I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to okay, say, say uh, freedom of speech. Yes, we believe in it, but it, it, it is under threat. But it's under threat from because of ideas from your daft place. Yeah, we have to deal with our own problems and confront that head on. But look, I want to I want to do this again in maybe a month or so and uh, make this a regular oh. thing because your viewpoints are fantastic, and I, I think the American public desperately needs to hear them. So. Thank you very much. And I doubt uh, they desperately need to hear them, but I'm pleased if they like, like to hear them at all. <laughs> well, uh, we, we have to have a few points soon. But um, in any event, thank you very much. And uh, we will do this again soon. I appreciate it. I look forward to it.